time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazier. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Morning, Dick. And uh, here we go on, uh, well, the first week of the playoffs. Yep. But let's look back a little bit here on uh, what happened in the conferences mm-hmm. around the area. And uh, I guess most of them pretty much went the way everybody thought yeah. they were going to go. You know, go. I said, well, we'll start with the Clover Belt. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, both uh, Regis and uh, uh, Mondovi won their last game, so they ended up tied for first. And then uh, the Nielsville Grattan Warriors and San, uh, Stanley, uh, Stanley Boyd came in third, Nielsville fourth. So, yep. so. But uh, that last weekend, uh, Elk Mound, of course, getting a win against Nielsville, got them up to three wins, put them on the bubble, and put them in. As it turns out, so same with Durand, Arkansas. Yeah, Durand, Arkansas. Yeah. Too, so, so a number of teams from the Clover Belt, yeah. uh, actually making it into six out of eight. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the CWC large uh, division pretty much went mm. as expected. Mm. Stratford finishing the uh, conference mm. season unbeaten, mm. with Wittenberg, Burnhamwood, mm. and Amherst mm. uh, right behind, and Wyoming, yeah. uh, Fremont also qualifying. And, yeah. And for their efforts, they got a first round game, I believe, with Stratford. Yes, that's they like, do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we got Edgar winning the uh, Merrillwood Conference, and I tell you, they've been running uh, running good. And um, we'll talk about D seven here in a little bit because, uh, and, and we'll talk about it. We'll just keep going here. Also, <laughs> <laughs> Auburndale uh, they finished second in that tough Merrillwood yeah. Conference. Uh, Colby coming away third yeah. after Auburndale beat them. Yeah, and and I believe that game against Colby, Larry got Auburndale a number one seed over Stratford. Yeah, you know, I don't know if it was totally deserved, but yeah, we, we will see. It's probably <laughs> level three, but uh, you know, but that did get and and I, quite honestly, I don't know how Colby held on to a number one seed after that loss too. Right. So, but we will talk about it. So. All right, Stevens Point yeah. finished top in the uh, Wisconsin Valley, mm-hmm. uh, or the Valley Football Association, mm-hmm. I should say. Uh, Marshfield did finish four and yep. three in that conference and did get a yeah, got a big win over Hortonville end of the season, so they got in and they get a. Road trip up to New Richmond for their efforts. <laughs> <laughs> the short trip to New Richmond. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, CWC Small. Uh, a lot of people thought Assumption was going to win that conference, but actually it was uh, Iola Scandinavia. Yeah, they won. And then how about the Loyal Greyhounds? Yeah, Larry? how about them? Uh, 64 points against Pacelli that last game. Uh, Lewis Nikolai, well, around 200 yards and five touchdowns in that game. So And a pass interception. So. You know, we've seen those guys way back in, you know, Week yeah. two against Nielsville, granted. And you'd never dream they were going to be a playoff contender. We, I didn't know if they were going to score on the season the way they right. looked against Nielsville, granted. So, but uh, time changes, and they got, got had some young players that came together. Uh, young Stiglitz at quarterback his first year, I think, got, got comfortable back there. And uh, I think they got an offensive line put together, too. Okay. And, uh, That's important. Yep. Yeah, um, now, we'll talk about what they're going to do here in a minute, too. So. Uh, McDonald Central in eight-player football in that CWWC uh, finished first in the West Division. Gilman took first in the uh, East Division, yeah. and uh, Gilman been number one for a uh, good part of the year. Pretty much uh, ever since they knocked off, I believe, Thorpe, and, and uh, they've been up there and they've held on to it, and nobody's really come close to them, no. quite honestly. No. So. So. And uh, it'll be an interesting matchup. We'll look at that first-round matchup for them coming yeah. up <laughs> yeah. here uh, on uh, Two Guys on sports. sports as we look at what's coming up here mm-hmm. in Level 1 of the WIAA football mm-hmm. playoffs. Let's start with Nielsville granton First mm-hmm. time they've been in the playoffs. First time they've hosted a playoff game in 14 years. 2009, and, and I believe the last time they, it was two, they also hosted, and I believe it was Northwestern yes. that they he had down here. I believe that was a Level 2 game. So. Yes, it was. So yep. they will be, uh, you know, St. Croix Falls coming in. Uh, St. Croix Falls comes in at 5-4. and four. Interesting season they've had. They've lost their first four games of the season and won their last five. But yeah. They are a team that totally depends on the run. 
Um, Aiden Metter, 172 carries, 1,359 yards, 7.9 average, and 17 touchdowns. So yeah, that's their and it, yeah. their quarterback has only attempted 79 passes yeah, on the year. So yeah, they're and and doesn't look like they've thrown for a whole lot of yards either. Mm-hmm. It looks like a lot of short stuff. But yep. uh, so it's the Warriors have had trouble stopping the run, but uh, hopefully they get something figured out, and hopefully hopefully their offense gets going a little bit. The offense has been a little stagnant. You know, especially against Elk Mound, and maybe part of that was the Elk Mound defense. But uh, uh, Gunnar Barth was out of the lineup. They missed him at running back. So, and if he's back, it, that gives them another weapon at running back and it kind of opens it up for Schultz and uh, and Boyer and those guys. So. It sounds like to me, everybody's going to be good yeah. to go yeah. for uh, yeah. Friday night's game. Yeah. Uh, by the way, St. Croix Falls, they come out of the heart of the North Conference right. where they finished third, actually. Second, I guess Cameron yeah. and Northwestern tied for yeah, first. Cameron is a, a number one seed, I believe. I, oh, they are in D six. They are number three seed in D six. Okay. And um, Northwestern is the number two seed in our quadrant. So yeah, in the D five. So. Yeah, in that same so, portion of the bracket. Yeah. But I guess when you look at this, and when the brackets came out, I think just about everybody was shocked. I'd have liked to have seen the faces on the Nielsville Granton team in the yeah, Nielsville pit when they yeah. saw that they had a four seed. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think anybody thought that was going to happen after know, that loss. Yeah, I said, you know, we went to the uh, senior, little senior get together after the Oak Mound game, and I don't think there was anybody in that room who thought we'd be at home the next Friday no. night. <laughs> no, a lot of people thought that was yeah. their last game. They yeah, were last play. game at home. So Yeah, but they get that first game yeah. at home. They're a four seed against the number five seed St. Croix Falls team. Uh, game time, 7 o'clock. You can hear it on 92.7 WPKG. And I think you have to say this, Larry. Um, you know, you don't want to look ahead, but Nilsville has a very favorable bracket, I think, because if they get through St. Croix Falls, they played Kobe very tough. That's presumably who will be their second-round match. And So I, I, I think the the bracket makers probably did Nilsville Granton about as good as anybody could have. So, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, yeah, because – you know, a lot of people said if they could have played Colby a little bit right. farther down, down the line. line. Yep, so, well, hopefully they get a chance story. to play him farther down the line. So, <laughs> uh, Also a reminder, there's going to be a uh, tailgate party. Mm-hmm. The public is invited yep. to uh, enjoy some uh, brats, barbecues, and yep. sides, 545 until 630 by the Fieldhouse. It's a free will donation with the uh, proceeds going to the high school and middle school chess club. Yep. So they're inviting everybody out there to yeah, and I think it should be a good celebrate time. The home and, yeah, a little co- com- little good food and good people, good good conversations. Yeah, so, talk so. about the game. You bet. Get your thoughts mm-hmm. on it. Everybody's I'm yeah. sure everybody's got an opinion <laughs> on something. <laughs> so again, St. Croix Falls at Nielsville Granton. Uh, also in this side of the bracket, uh, we've got as we mentioned Durand, Arkansas at Colby. Mm-hmm. Galactic Trempolo is at Stanley Boyd, and Elk Mound uh, travels to Northwestern. Right. All right, so there yeah. we go down. Anything else you want to say on that? On uh, D5, um, Wisportsnet has a contest that you can go in and pick these. Okay. So I picked them all. Okay. And I, um, I'm i just going to state what my semis were. Uh, in my semis, or level four, which you want to say, I have Wrightstown over Northwestern, Columbus over Lake Country Lutheran, and I have for a championship game in D5, I have Columbus over Wrightstown. So, okay. Which means Columbus is going to beat Aquinas in level three. Okay. <laughs> All right. And, and the reign go. of the blue goals. You heard it here. You heard <laughs> yeah, it here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we know how far some of those predictions Yeah, right. Get. Yeah, I said, <laughs> take it for what it's worth. Yes. So. All right, let's go up to Division One. We'll start in Division One and go down from there. Uh, just one area team that made the playoffs in uh, Division One. Mm-hmm. that's Stevens Point, and uh, they'll be hosting Wausau West. 
course, a team they're familiar with yes, from the season. Yeah, interesting. You know, of course, this part of the state, there's only so many D1 schools to go around, and often you end up playing teams in your own conference. So, All right, and then uh, the winner of that one would play either Appleton North or Kimberly. Kimberly, and uh, Kimberly has a loss on the season. They lost towards the end of the season to Kirkana, but – um, they look still like could be a favorite in D1. What so. do you got? What do you got on that? Okay, in our semifinals there, I have Kimberly over Bayport, Verona over Muskego, and in the finals I have Kimberly over Verona. Okay, so, so Kimberly, yes, back on top. Yep, in the football world, according to Dick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Larry's having nothing to do with this. <laughs> I know, you know, I don't know anything about these teams. Yeah, here. I, not from I around said, here. So you know, I, I know a lot of names. Yo, yeah, God. right. Yeah, go by the names that <laughs> yeah, right. have been good over the years. All right, Division Two, uh, Marshfield. They are in Division Two. They're a seventh seed. They are at New Richmond. We mentioned that earlier. Yeah, and if they win, they get the winner of number three Menominee and number six River Falls. Boy, how many times has Marshfield played Menominee? Oh gosh! <laughs> oh my goodness! Football. I said, you know, back even you know back when Len Lukey was the coach, yeah. it just him and Labuda hooked up many many times, and they, yeah. and now it keeps going. But there you go. You know, you know, you talk about D one schools being short is there d2 schools and so often the number two valley schools go to the west because there you have uh river falls menominee uh a couple others in that in the you got lacrosse the lacrosse schools are over yep, in that central area. is in d2 and yep, holman so, so holman all right so what do you got in that what do you got okay, in, that in d2, d2 larry i am going with uh wanakee over kakana and that was one i wrestled with Kakana is a team that beat Kimberly earlier in the season, but right. Wanakee has been so good for so long, I, I'm going to go with them. On the other side, I'm going with Kettle Moraine over Sun Prairie East, and in the championship game, I have Wanakee going over Kettle Moraine. All right. So. Of course, Sun Prairie East is a uh, – they split those schools yeah, up. Right. It used to be just Sun Prairie. Yeah, now. and I think in, in football, for now, East got the best of West. <laughs> Because I believe well, West is like a seventh seed, so okay, yeah. yeah, they both made the playoffs. So it's one of those things like you do used to do in gym class. <laughs> yeah, where you pick your teams yeah, and they yeah, pick the better team. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> somebody, somebody knew something. Yeah. So. Uh, All right, uh, Division Three. Nobody from our area really you know, close. Yeah, Medford, uh, maybe. Medford, you yeah. know, I got Medford number two, Medford versus Hayward. Okay. And the winner of that game will face number three on Alaska against number six, Rhinelander. So, All right. So, what do you got in Division in three? In Division three, level four, I have Green Bay, Notre Dame over Medford, and I have Port Washington over Monroe. And in the championship game in D3, I have Green Bay, Notre Dame over Port Washington. All right. So. Hope everybody's keeping track of these. <laughs> <laughs> so we can go we'll, back. We'll never hear about it again. We'll go back <laughs> next week. We'll and hear find about out. the good ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Division Four. We've got Altoona at Saint Croix Central. Uh, Bloomer is at Mosinee, and I yeah. read about Mosinee. They've yeah. only given up like three yeah. points all year. Mosinee has a very, very good team. Um, that upper left hand is tough, though. You got on top. You got Saint Croix Central, and Saint Croix Central has just played havoc on teams this area. So mm-hmm. you know Mosinee might be a little different, but uh, you know that's a long trip from Mosinee over to Saint Croix Central, also, and that would be a level three matchup. So, right. So, okay. But, all right. Okay, in the D four level, uh, D four level four. I have Lodi over St. Croix Central and Catholic Memorial over Luxembourg-Casco. And in the championship game, I have Catholic Memorial over Lodi. All right. So. Not giving any props to Mosinee. It's hard. It's, I see, you see what St. Croix Central did yeah, this year. And, right. You know, and, and that Great North was tough. Medford was very – I gave a lot – you know, Medford, I, 
I thought would do well. I think, and I, and quite honestly, Mosinee could go over to St. Croix Central and win. Sure. You know, I think, you know, Mosinee has a good enough team to go to go to Madison and win it all. You know, uh, of course, you got Catholic Memorial hanging out over there. But, boy, a lot of people talk Lodi. Lodi. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. a lot of people are really high on Lodi this year. So Okay, so watch that team. Yeah. All right, uh, so then Division uh, 5 we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, so Division Six, yeah, and a uh, number of area teams, uh, especially yeah. all kind of in the same bracket, yeah, sort you of. You know, it's, I said in, in the upper left we do have uh, number seven Cadott and number two Abbotsford, and so, and, and then and then of course the winner of that game will uh, face the winner of Cameron and Crandon. So, and then that bottom half is where all the area teams yeah. seem to be. Yeah, yeah, number one Auburndale versus number eight Marathon. Number five Coleman versus number four Luther, number six Bondwell versus number three Mondovi, and number seven Wyawega Fremont versus number two Stratford. Very loaded, eight teams right there. Very now there, there would be a matchup: yeah. Stratford and Mondovi, yeah, level be, two, level two, and that's a, a re, uh, rematch of last year's state championship state game. Championship game, yes. Six, you know, so. how about the short trip for Luther? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, go. They are going literally across the yeah, state. Yeah, you're going from one. You're going from the Mississippi to you know to the Green almost, Bay, almost, almost to Michigan. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. Coleman is north of Green Bay, and yeah. Onalaska Luther, of course, is yeah. in Onalaska. And Coleman, Larry, I think is a very good five seed. Okay. Yeah, and, I know they've and, been tough. And, you know, they've been down the state many a time, and and uh, if Auburndale beats Marathon like we think. Uh, that'll be a challenge for them. Okay. You know, so, All right. What do so. you got in that uh, field? Okay. In D6, I have Stratford over Cameron in the first semi, and St. Mary Springs over Kenosha State and Joe's, Joseph's in the other semi. And in the championship game, I have St. Mary Springs over Stratford. Mm, so, so, okay. So I look for Stratford to go down, but I don't think they're going to win the gold this year. You think Grantsburg is uh, anything, or are they I, coming you know, out of that north and it's not that tough? Yeah, I don't know. We will, you know, I think we will learn more about. Grantsburg maybe like in a level three, you know, when they go against a Cameron, somebody like that. Okay. I don't know. You know, it's Grantsburg has always been very good athletic teams, you know, and so yeah. they could could go a long way. But uh, I don't know a lot about Ladysmith um, or Cumberland. Um, you know, in the in the second round, you've got number four Ladysmith against number five Unity, and you know it was just last year Ladysmith was not. You know they were playing non-conference games against Loyal and people like that, and, right. and struggling. So, yeah. so, so I don't know about them, but Cameron, you know, Cameron, uh, co-champion in the heart of the North, is a team not, that I look for up there. Okay. So, so. All right. All right. There we go. That's Division mm-hmm. Six. Okay. Moving on to uh, Division Seven, where we have uh, a matchup of Elmwood Plum City at Regis, Regis. and then yeah. Glenwood City at Edgar, yeah. Blair Taylor at Cashton. Yeah. On that side of the bracket. Yeah, I, that upper left, you know, is very interesting. And, and when you have a level two matchup of Regis possibly going to Edgar, that's about as good as it can get right there. So, Well, I tell you, though, Regis, we saw them against yeah. Hillsville Grant. Yeah. They're not the team they used to be. No, they're not. And they're, from what I hear, yeah. Edgar is Edgar, the team. yeah. <laughs> you know, last year, Regis, I think it was 53-8 to eight they beat Edgar. There's a possibility that could be flipped this year. Yeah. You know, so, but... You know, it's interesting. Boyceville got the number one seed up there. You know, Boyceville undefeated. They come out of the Dun St. Croix. The Dun St. Croix is a D7 conference, not, well, D6, D7, but not the strongest conference. In okay. A row. That's the one where Cadat's out of, too. Yeah, Cadat yeah. is out of them, too, and, and Spring Valley and okay. Elmwood Plum City. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> and, and I'm not sure about Glenwood City, but uh, 
But, uh, yeah, it's if anybody thinks it's going to be Edgar and Regis, you know, I think it's going to be Edgar. I've said this all along. I believe that Edgar is going to be the team in Division 7 until somebody knocks him off. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, loyal. Somehow got uh, picked over in the uh, <laughs> over the right side of that bracket. I said some of these teams got not bad traveling. Loyal, Loyal's going to the other side of the state also. So. I'm not sure how they got put way over in that bracket. Yeah, yeah, that they're that, in. That's the lower the lower right. You know, you you would think if they were going, I would have picked them to go to any other direction except that one. Yeah, I would have thought maybe maybe even yeah. Cochran, Fountain City, Bangor that yeah, location. The only thing I could think of, Larry, it's the conference they play in. You know where. The central Wisconsin small is more centered over in that area okay. because Iola got put in that quadrant too, but yep. so did Krivitz. Sure. Yeah, Krivitz yeah. is more up north, but yeah, whatever. But uh, anyway, Loyal is going to uh, eat seed, and they'll get going over to f- play Reedsville. And, of course, Reedsville has a tremendous uh, football background there too. They've been to Madison a few times in their – over the years. Yeah, there are some uh, – you look at some of the names here in Division yeah. 7. We mentioned Edgar, but yeah. uh, you've got uh, Blackhawk, Warren. Yeah. Yep. Bangor. Uh, Bangor. Bangor. Um, well, Randolph. Iola goes back a long way. Pepinalma. Yep. Pepinalma is an interesting team to watch down there. They put up a lot of points. Now, I don't have a lot of love for the Dairyland Conference, but they're still a team to watch, I yeah. guess. So. Yeah, And Cashton, too. Cashton has been a team that everybody's talked about this year, but uh, – we will. That could be a possible D, uh, a level four matchup with Edgar, and uh, that should be interesting there. Yeah. So, so. All right. What do you got in Division Seven? I have Edgar over Cashton in the first semi, Reedsville over Blackhawk Warren in the second semi, in the championship game. I have Edgar over Reedsville. Yeah, I think Edgar is going to pretty much. I do too. Take care of everybody. I, that's I agree, Larry. In yeah. their way. You know, I've thought a lot about them ever since they lost a, a non-conference game at home to Ellsworth, eight to six. Ellsworth, a D three, D four team, and. Since then, you know, you look what they did to Stratford. They look what they did to Kobe. Uh, yeah, you know, not Auburn even down. close. Yeah, not even close. Hardly giving up any points this year, and they have one of the best running backs in the state in Carter Butts. So, yeah, so. yeah. All right, so then we go to eight-player football. They also have their playoffs starting on uh, Friday night. Of course, they only have sixteen teams in right. the whole field. Yeah, their championship game is the week before. Yeah, November eleventh. Yeah, yeah. So they got Siren at McDonald Central, but then the uh, matchup. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> is the one is Gilman hosting Newman Catholic. Yeah, now Gilman's been number one all year, and Newman yeah. Catholic's the defending champ. Yeah, yeah, for how many years? Yeah. too, you know. So, but uh, yeah, it's Newman has struggled this year, but they still got in the playoffs, and for, they got. You know, you almost think the way everything is set up here. If you went ranked at one through sixteen, Gilman is probably number one, and Newman is probably number sixteen. So, but uh, you know, Newman is still you know still still out there, and Gilman's yeah. going to have to go out, play them tough and. And if they whoever wins that game is going to have a, a good game on their hands with the winner of Owen Withy and Thorpe too. Yeah, so. Owen Withy and Thorpe just played yeah. last week and yeah. uh, Thorpe knocked them off by but, two points. Yeah, so but they have a some pretty good play. They have a pretty good uh, quarterback in uh, Denzel Sutton. Yep, and who, Gilman has a great running back in Troy Doolman. So, right. Yeah. So and McDonald Central also uh, they have a good quarterback in yeah. uh, Grant Smisky. Yeah. In fact, he completed 68.1% of his passes. Isn't that something? Oh, wow. <laughs> that's good for a high school Yeah, that, that's tremendous. And I don't care if it's eight. Man. That, that's pretty good in practice. Right. Yeah, you know? 68%, especially yeah, for I, high school We, we talk about the other side. Uh, Florence, Larry, on the other side, has been a team that's uh, – they were the first team to knock off Newman this year, and people have thought t- pretty highly of them all okay. year. Okay, so, all right. Uh, Look for them to come off to the other side. So, so. Got anything in the eight-player? Yeah, I've got – in the semis, I've got Gilman over McDonald. 
Florence over North Crawford, and I'm going with Gilman over Florence in a championship game. So should be a good one. You bet. So. Should be a good one. Yep. Eight-player football. All right, Amen. there it is. Uh, the brackets for uh, playoff football it gets underway. Season yeah. two yep. for high school football. We will Friday review, night. We will review this next week, and <laughs> we'll see what I got. So <laughs> what percentage was right or wrong yeah. for next week? I'm sticking to them for this week, though. All right, all right. There we go. That's uh, what's happening in. Uh, Football, yeah. girls volleyball, of course, they have their uh, mm-hmm. uh, regional semifinals coming yeah. up tonight. Yeah, Tuesday night was the quarterfinals, and most of the area teams did pretty well. Nilsville getting knocked off of, the, of Edgar, though. They played some good, couple yeah, of they good, were ga- really good games. Good games. The, uh, the, they lost to the Wildcats 3-0 to end their season. Kobe's season ended in Akusa, and uh, but uh, uh, Abby beat Auburndale, Loyal. Drove all the way to Alma Pep and come away with a win there. So, for that, for that, they get to go to Columbus tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> Columbus has been, uh, yeah, Columbus doing very well. Columbus looks like the team to beat in D four. So, yeah. but anyway, tonight you got in semifinals in okay. D four. You got Owen Withy at Prentice, New Auburn at Gilman, um, Rosholt is at Newman Catholic, Loyal at Columbus Catholic, and Pittsville at Athens in D four. In D3, we have Colfax at McDonald Central, Regis at Spring Valley, Elk Mound at Cadott, Durand, Arkansas at Fall Creek, Nakusa at Stratford, Edgar at Marathon, Abbey at Westby. And D1, Marshall has a bye till the finals. Yeah, yes. the regional <laughs> final, yeah. They, they don't play uh, tonight. They said they play Saturday night at home. Wow. And they have the winner of uh, Hudson and Stevens Point, so... Okay. You know, how about the, how about that? Two buys right through to the finals. Wow, right? that's pretty good. But there, there you go again, Larry D one. Not as many teams right. in this area. Yep. So, no, but. yeah, you talk about Columbus Catholic getting back to uh, the conference. Yeah. They put seven yeah. girls on the all conference. Kind teams. of amazing when you can only have six on the floor at a time. Yeah, right? so, yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah, the Eastern Conference All Star. Uh, you know, you talk about Columbus. We have Courtney Summer, a senior from Columbus, and Courtney was also Player of the Year, second year in a row. Second year in a row. Alea Kren, who, a junior, and uh, I had one more. Izzy Hoglin. Izzy Hoglin, yeah. I did. Yeah, she was first team. Yeah, so, but uh, Paris Opelt from Nilzo, first team. Uh, Dalen Reiki from Kobe, a sophomore. And Addison Wolf, sophomore from Loyal, first team. Uh, second team, you have Savannah Thompson from Kobe, junior. Matta Shefke, a senior from Columbus. Emma Dalsner, a senior from Columbus, and then uh, Danell Mann, a senior from Gilman, Autumn Zovalina, a junior from Loyal, Rena Arndt, a senior from Owen Withy, and Claudia Kraus, a, a senior from Spencer, and then honorable mention is uh, Tori Underwood, junior from Colby, Elena Eagle, a, ju- a sophomore from Columbus, Shelby Spata, Cl- uh, another sophomore from Columbus. Yeah, you wonder how Columbus keeps going. Look at all these underclassmen yeah. on the all-conference, yeah. Steve. Yeah. But anyway, Kaylee James, a junior from Gilman. Hope Peroshek, a junior from Loyal. Kaylee Lawrence, a junior from Nielsville. And Alyssa Baccino, a sophomore from Spencer, as honorable mention. You know, so. I'm looking at this team for Loyal. Yeah. And uh, they're all underclassmen yeah. that made the all-conference list. Yeah, so. and not to uh, brag about a relative, but Addison Wolf is doing a heck of a job. She went to, you know, she was all con- second-team all-conference in basketball as a freshman. Went to state and track in three events at a freshman. Now as a sophomore, she's a all-conference in, in volleyball. So she's going to have a great career at Loyal. Yeah, sounds so, like it. Yeah. yeah. So. Remember that name, Addison Wolf. Yes. Basketball player? Dick's niece. 
<laughs> basketball player? Basketball. She was all conference second team as a freshman. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. So and yeah. track. Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. So she's got a great career started. So. Good three sport athlete. You bet. So all right. So that's uh, girls volleyball as they will have uh, their again regional semifinals coming up yep. tonight. Winners tonight move on to the regional finals on Saturday. Yep. Chlorabell cross country meet uh, was held this past Saturday in Chippewa Falls and Bloomer. How about first. that for a day out to run cross country? <laughs> yeah. Bloomer took first for the boys and girls yeah. on uh, that Saturday. How about Isaac Shear from Columbus, though? First place, you know, in the boys. So great great for him. And he, so that puts him on the first team all-conference team. Yep. Connor Gennaman from Loyal Greenwood finished ninth. That's second team. Niels O'Granton's top runners, Will Drinka, 23rd. Hunter Schultz, 27th. So. All right. Uh, and again, Bloomer took first. Yep. Uh, for the boys and the girls yep. at that Chlorabell we'll Conference cross country meet, um, they have their uh, sectionals coming up. Yeah, Again, cross country only goes sectionals, and then they go right to yeah. state. Pretty interesting. They've pretty they've got a, a D two and a D three sectional at Colby this week. Or is, yeah, I believe it's. Let's see. What do we got? Here? Yes, D two right. and a D three at Colby. Yep. So, but so most of the area teams. Um, in D3 and D2, other than uh, Owen Withy, McDonald, Thorpe, Regis, and Cadott, and Fall Creek, they're going to the Cadott sectional. But just about everybody else is going to Colby. Yeah, there's a lot of teams from our area going to yeah. be at the Colby sectional. Yeah. And how it works is uh, the first two teams mm -hmm. and the first five individuals mm -hmm. who are not on those teams yep. advance to state yep. for uh, cross country. And then I believe their state tournament match is in Rapids the weekend after. October 28th. Yep. yep. So. So that's coming up uh, this weekend. Mm -hmm. Good luck to all the area runners yeah. involved in uh, the cross-country meets coming mm -hmm. up this weekend. Uh, one other uh, note from a local uh, youngster. Well, he's not youngster anymore, but Cody Craig was oh, officially yes. inducted into yeah. the St. Norbert uh, Intercollegiate Athletics Hall of Fame. How about what a career he had? Well, first of all, he had a tremendous career here in Nilsville. Yeah. Though Bryce Erickson is pushing him at a lot of totals. Yes, he is. So, But anyway... Uh, <clears throat> Cody's 2004 to 2007 at St. Norbert. He was second all-time in career yards, 7,181. Second in touchdown passes with 70. Second in complete completions all-time, 507. Um, he had a num He has the all-time record for yards in a season, 2,755. And he's the only, <clears throat> excuse me, only St. Norbert quarterback. To throw for 30 touchdowns in a season. So, yeah. Wow. Good for him. Yeah, he he hit the right place to go. And yeah. Of course, congratulations to Cody. Of course, Cody's still living over in that area yeah. and working. And then, of course, uh, his mom, Mark, and Cindy Craig just relocated to that area also. Yes, they so, did. So, yeah. congratulations Cody is a uh, 2004 Nielsville High School graduate. And if you want a full recap on Cody's career, call his dad because he can give it to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark, Mark will give it to you. You, you bet. bet. <laughs> All right. Well, That'll take us to uh, where are they now? Okay, Larry. I'm going over to Marshfield and talking about Adam Strike. And Adam was a 2000 graduate of Marshall High School and was a three-year letter winner on the Tiger football team. His sophomore year, the Tigers were 12-2, finishing second in Wisconsin Valley and qualifying for the WI Division I playoffs where they went all the way to the championship game, defeating Oak Creek 21-14 for the title. Adam started at linebacker for the Tigers that year, and had uh, five tackles for loss with one pass interception. His junior year, the Tigers were 8-3, and three, losing in level two of the WIA playoffs to eventual Division I state champion D.C. Everest. 
Adam starting at linebacker for the Tigers, led the Tigers in tackles and had uh, seven tackles for losses and two pass interceptions. He was second all-conference in the Valley Conference and was named Marshfield's most valuable defensive player. His senior year, the Tigers were 13-1, Valley Conference champions, and qualifying for the WI Division I playoffs where they would advance all the way to the championship game before losing to Homestead 23-13. Adam led the Tigers in tackles in that game with 14. For the season, Adam led the Tigers in tackles, pass interceptions, tackles for loss, and fumble recoveries. He was first-team all-conference in the uh, Valley Conference, defensive player of the year in the Valley Conference, and was named a Channel 7 All-Star on defense, and was named first-team All-State by the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel and second-team on the AP All-State team. He was also selected to play in the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association All-Star game. In the winter, Adam was a two-year letter winner on the Tiger basketball team. His junior year, the Tigers were 15-8. and eight. Adam averaged six points and four rebounds. His senior year, the Tigers were 15-8. and eight. They were regional champs before losing in the sectional semifinals to Wausau West. Adam averaged eight points and five rebounds a game for the Tigers that year. In the spring, Adam was a three-year letter winner on the Tiger baseball team. His sophomore year, the Tigers were 14-7. and seven. Adam was a starting catcher for the Tigers hitting 275 with six doubles and 12 RBIs. His junior year, the Tigers were 16-5, losing in the sectional semis to Eau Claire Memorial. Adam hit 288 with eight doubles, one triple, and 17 RBIs, and was an honorable mention all-selection on the Valley All-Conference team. His senior year, the Tigers were 20-3 on the season. They were Valley Conference, regional, and sectional champions, qualifying for the WIA Division I state tournament, where they would defeat Oconomowoc 6-3 in the quarterfinals and Milwaukee-Hamilton 6-3 in the semifinals before losing to Fond du Lac in the finals. Adam hit 305 with 10 doubles, 1 triple, and 1 home run and 22 RBIs on the season. He was second team All-Valley and was named the Tigers' most valuable player. Adam graduated from Marshfield in 2000 and was elected to the Marshfield Tiger Athletic Hall of Fame in 2021. After graduation, Adam earned an athletic scholarship to play football at Minnesota State at Mankato. His freshman year, the Mavericks were 4-7. and seven. Adam, playing mainly on special teams, had nine tackles on the year. His sophomore year, Mankato was 4-7. and seven. Adam, starting at linebacker, was second on the team with 92 tackles, 12.5 for loss, one interception, and three pass breakups. He was named second-team all-conference, in the Northern Collegiate, Confer Collegiate Conference and was named an Academic All-American by Football Gazette. His junior year, the Mavericks were 0-11. Adam led the team in tackles with 111, 10.5 for loss. He also had seven pass breakups and two fumble recoveries. He was first-team All-Conference and was named second-team All-American in Division II by Football Gazette and was also named an Academic All-American. His senior year, Mankato was 6-5. Adam led the team in tackles with 144, 8 for loss, 1 pass interception, 5 pass breakups, and 1 fumble recovery. He was first team All-Conference and first team NCAA Division II All-American and also was named an academic All-American. Adam graduated from Minnesota State at Mankato in 2005 with a degree in business administration. After graduation, Adam enlisted in the United States Navy. 
He had a 15-year career as a Navy SEAL and five years as a Naval officer serving in Iraq and Afghanistan, where he received numerous medals and commendations for his service and valor. Today, Adam is working in the private investment business. He and his wife, Luann, and their three children reside in Imperial Beach, California. Adam Strick, Larry. All right, there we go. Where are they now? Yeah. Good athlete. Oh, boy. Another Some three-story numbers. start from Marshville. You don't see yeah. a lot of them anymore. But no, especially D1. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's tough to do. Yeah, and played, you know, catcher and, and oh, yeah, just tough. I had a good career at Minnesota State also. So. Right, right. All right, uh, moving on to uh, college football. The Badgers uh, got some bad news after yeah. their game on uh, Saturday. Yeah, about halfway through, in f- late in the first half, Tanner Morde- Mordecai kind of whacked his hand right on another guy's helmet and ended up with a broken hand. So looks like he's going to be lost for a while, if not for the season. So. And, and so redshirt Braden Locke, who came in Saturday, will look like the uh, uh, starter now. And, of course, he's more of a traditional quarterback. In fact, he doesn't run as much like oh, Mordecai. Okay. So okay. We'll see. What it, happened to that Burkett guy? Yeah, he's still on the team from well, I Franklin. Thought was, I thought he was supposed he, to be the – Yeah, he was player of the year in the state. Yeah. I don't know if, you know, if the old regime would have taken around if he would have had a chance, but – now you got a new regime coming in, so yeah. you know that just goes to show how hard it is to get into college. Yeah, when it, when you get to that level, you know you could be all state in high school, yeah, and you get to college and they're all that way. Yeah, but it's kind of interesting, you know. Um, Deacon Hill, who was on the Badgers roster from California, transferred to Iowa, and of course, yeah. with injuries, he was Iowa's starting quarterback. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you got maybe you know you don't. See it uh, the way it is, and, and maybe you got to look for, look for a place that you may have a chance. So. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, Burkitt being the, the local boy, probably is pro- probably his lifetime dream to play for the Badgers. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, hopefully he gets yeah. a chance. Maybe you get a chance. You know, Locke is – Locke looks like a good passer, but uh, – and he – you know, they're going to have to have him throw because teams are going to stack eight, nine guys in the box to stop Allen now. You know that, so. Surprising how much they don't run Allen. yeah. Compared yeah. to other years, yeah. but it's a different regime, like yeah, you said. Yeah, like you said, Phil Longo comes from a passing background, and and you know, quite honestly, I don't think their offensive line is as good as it used to be. Yeah. There, so because I know a lot of uh, analysts are saying the Badgers are kind of wondering what their identity yeah. is right now. Yeah, and and they really don't know. I don't think so because it used to yeah. be running. I mean, yeah. that was their thing. Yeah, running and then defense. Right, and their their defense still isn't bad, but it's not it's not as quite well as like when Jim Leonard was running. Right, it, so. right. So. So the Badgers are at Illinois yep. uh, coming up on Saturday, yep. and that game is on uh, FS1 at 2.30. Okay. And I see that next week's game against Ohio State at Camp Randall is going to be a 6.30 start okay. on NBC. Okay, yep. Next uh, Saturday all night. All right, okay, big one. Yeah. Um, Ohio State's got a big one this week. Yeah, there yeah, are. Yeah. That's, a, that's probably yeah. the biggest game yeah, in college no, football. N- number seven, Penn State at number three, Ohio State, and that's at 11 o'clock Saturday morning on Fox. Yeah, so that's probably the game yeah. of the week right there. Yeah, so that, that's going to go a long way to say who wins the Big Ten East. So There's but, only a couple of other games that involve yeah. two top 25 teams. Yeah, you got number, uh, number 17, Tennessee, at number 11, Alabama. Um, let's see, oh, Duke. Duke is ranked 16. They're at Florida State, number four. And I guess there's another one. I and, didn't see that one. And number there we 14, go. Utah at number 18, USC. 
uh, USC took quite a fall after that, that loss in order. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like they got out of the Pac 10 and they found where defense was played. So. Yeah. And then when they get back into the back yeah. Pac 10, yeah. it's not going to be an easy. No. You got Washington yeah. and Oregon yeah, still you coming bet. up. You know, and, yeah. Washington's undefeated. Oregon with one loss. You know, though that, that should be a good game this week. Four and two Washington State at Oregon. So that could be a pretty decent game mm-hmm. also. So, sure. But, all but, right. Uh, there you go. That's college football. Some good games yeah. coming up on the weekend. Uh, the NFL, the Packers, seems like they haven't played since last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did, I, heard, I heard after they played Detroit on that Thursday yeah. night, and up until they play this week, mm. they only had one game in 23 days. Yeah, right. So if they're not healthy now, they're never going to be. And if they haven't figured it out. Yeah, yeah. And I, we'll see. But, uh, you know, everybody says, well, they should be able to go in Denver and win. Well, I've seen them go into lesser places and lose games. Yep, so yep. And Denver, and, you know, sooner or later – uh, Denver's going to figure it out too. You, you would know, think, you know, so with their new regime there. Yeah, so, but uh, not a lot going on in the NFL this week, though. Yeah, the biggest game is probably Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Phil, uh, Miami at Philadelphia. That should be at the end. Philadelphia yeah. should be smarting very good after that loss to the Jets. <laughs> yes, they should. But uh, tonight you got Jacksonville at New Orleans. Yeah. <coughs> uh, Sunday afternoon, Detroit at Baltimore could yeah. be good, and yeah. then. Monday night, uh, San Francisco at Minnesota. That's kind of going to be an inter- uh, injury bowl there. You know, you got Justin Jefferson, of course, is out for Minnesota. And then, boy, I'll tell you, the uh, 49ers were walking wounded. Yeah. McCaffrey and a is few he, others. How long is he out? I don't know. I haven't heard anything about, about Samuel either. But right. neither one of them played in the second half no. of that game. And so The Packer game, by the way, is a 325 start on Fox. CBS. Oh, okay. Yep. I thought I read Fox. Okay. Well, it's actually on CBS. Okay. Or you can listen to it on 107.5. Yeah, I think I'll just turn it to you and listen to, 107, <laughs> listen to Wayne Lurvey. There you go. 107.5. So, uh, we should have mentioned, too, the WIAC, Larry. Okay. Uh, uh, last weekend, Whitewater defeated River Falls. And River and that kind of threw that conference. Yes. Um, they defeated River Falls 21-14. to 14. Number four, Lacrosse is now alone in first place. Um uh, River Falls dropped to eighth. They're at Stevens Point this week. Whitewater is up to number five, and they host Stout. So wow, they moved up. Yeah, you pretty know. good there in the rankings. Yeah, yeah you bet. White uh, Lacrosse looks really tough. Yeah. Well, there's another team, Whitewater, that yeah gets a lot of the uh, accolades yeah. from years past. Bet, I'm sure so. they're going to need some help to get in the playoffs this year, though, with that loss to Lacrosse. Already. Right. So yeah. So, yep. so. Uh, just a reminder, Nielsville Rec Department has their football Olympics tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock up at the high school football field. Looks like it might be a fairly decent yeah. day for them. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get yeah, on October days. 20th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looks, looks like it could be. It might be a little bit sweatshirt weather, but yeah, not bad. Yeah, but, I mean, that's. Yeah, it ain't going to be raining, don't right. look like. Or so. snowing or whatever yeah, else so. it could be doing <laughs> at this time of the year. Uh, let's see. Baseball continues with yeah. the championship series. It looks like the Rangers and Phillies are getting hot right at the right time. Right, right yeah. now, I'd pick the Rangers and Phillies in yeah. the World Series. Yeah, right. Uh, boy, I tell you, are, are Phillies built for that uh, bank, that park they play in? Oh, man. They like to hit home runs. You betcha. They like to hit home runs. <laughs> and the Rangers playing good baseball right yeah. now. You yeah. bet. So. All right. Anything else? Um, just uh, last, we talked about Thursday night, last Thursday night. The mother, football mothers, had kind of a nice little party for the uh, seniors, yep. and they were nice enough to recognize you and I. So thank you for just thank yeah. them for that. And then uh, a lot of people know that in the last week, my father passed away, and I just want to thank everybody for the kind words. It's right. you know, my dad 
had a good run and just thank you for everything everybody so you bet so, so. all right that'll do it for two guys on sports for this week We'll find out how Dick did in his picks next week. <laughs> if I'm not here, you don't know, win south. <laughs> I'll be under a different name. <laughs> yes. And don't forget football tomorrow night. Nielsville Granton hosting St. Croix yeah. Falls, level one of the Division Five playoffs. Good night to fill the hill. You bet. 7 o'clock game time on 92.7 WPKG. That's two guys on sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you next week.